All right, Joe, better late than ever, but we're back with a new podcast. It took a bit longer than normal, but um, busy life. Yeah, we're back, guys. I uh, hope you all had a good Christmas and uh, getting ready for a good new year. Exactly. Um, Joe and I have been accumulating loads of lows again for, for the new podcast, and it took us two extra days because we had to recover from all the rec- uh, Christmas dinners. And uh, we had to try and think of a high, didn't we? As well, so we had to just we had to keep delaying it until we had a high. So that's why it's a bit late this week. <laughs> exactly, and then we kept postponing, kept postponing, and I said, Joe, this high is not going to pop up. We should just get it started. So uh, anyway, Joe, uh, I want to hear what's your high of the week. Let's start off with the high. My high is completing a 50k run. I did it yes yesterday. So I'd always wanted to run from Norwich to Lowestoft. Like I used to go to school in Norwich and uh, used to get the train there. So it was 30, mi- 30 miles, about 50k. Um, and sometimes in the summer, I used to ride back to Lowestoft. Like I used to take my bike on the train and then someone used to take my bag and I'd cycle home. Uh, so I always, and I always wondered, could I run it like, you know, and I'd wanted to do it for years, but I'd always thought, oh, you know, how much will it take out of you running 50K? You know, probably shouldn't do it. And then this year I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to do it anyway. So I planned it for the Christmas period. I was kind of like 50-50, weren't I, when we were in Malaga? Because I mentioned to Tom no. I was going to do it. And then that was when we did that long run. So we ran 37K as I was at in Malaga, which was my longest run uh, ever in training previous to uh, doing this 50K. And then did the 50K yesterday. And when I was there looking at times on how long it might take me, I thought, I wonder if it's possible in three hours. And then I looked at the average pace I'd need to hold, which was 336K pace. And I thought, oh, that could be pretty tough. But I think it could be doable um, if I have a good run. So I had a target of three hours and managed to do it in two hours 57. So that was a massive high. And I haven't got two sore legs today, which is the day after doing it. So that is a massive high as well. That is a uh, a beast of a run. Like honestly, that is uh, that's crazy. You're it, doing uh, it with me next year, aren't you? Yeah. I'll pace you on the bike, <laughs> and you can have a crack at three hours. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I wanted to um, I wanted to come with you, but like you saw on that picture on the triathlon mockery page, it was a. Uh, a positive COVID test, so I, I certainly couldn't join. Uh, no jokes aside, I I wouldn't be. Uh, I, I find it really really awesome how you uh, did it though. Like fifty k's tempo, it's uh, doing that solo, battling in the elements because it's not really uh, all sunshine in the UK, is it? So no, uh, we'll have to do it on training is, camp, mate. We'll do it on yeah. a training camp. You can run, like next time we go to Malaga, you can run back from Marbella or something. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that that was a a beast of a run. Like really. Uh, that makes it so the form is good. The, um, so I've been the all right training partner in Malaga for the build up to this race. This You've got me ready race. for it. I got you ready. <laughs> <laughs> training race hard. Yeah. Um, what about the lows? So my low was the day yeah. before, mate. So cool. I went out on a bike ride with my mate, Nathan, and uh, the plan was just to do like a bit of a cruise. I wanted to do like a two hour ride. And then 25 minutes into the ride or 20 about 20 25 minutes a bloody puncher didn't i tubeless tire didn't seal it it was a slow puncher so it should have should have done it i end up getting tried to get the tire off because i thought i'm just gonna have to stick an inner tube in this couldn't get the tire off the bloody rim like literally broke one pair of tire levers someone else let me borrow them some cyclists stopped tried to use their tire levers it was on the verge of breaking them as well and i was like it's not gonna happen i know so i had to ring laura to get her to pick me up and i was just sat on the uh wall of someone's front garden for about oh. 30, 30 minutes waiting for a lift home i was stranded that mate sucks. if she was at work i'd have been totally screwed and, i'd have to walk like 15k and I, and I know what you're like when you can't get your training session in <laughs> oh, mate, like laura said are you gonna ride on zwift when when i got back i said no i fucking had enough of that i ain't going out now 
I was like, that's it. I was like, yeah, I was like, I ain't doing it. I'm, like, I'm doing the 50k run tomorrow anyway. I'm not that desperate. But I did yeah. have a swim set that day. And then I had another high actually because I hit my best ever times for in a swim in a swim set later that day. Yeah, that, that was pretty session. good going, actually. That uh that swim. I, that I saw with, that. You did that something was, uh, like an eight hundred and one fifteen, so one thirteen, something like that. One fifteen, like, yeah. It was an eight hundred, six hundred, yeah. four hundred, two hundred. And it was off like you basically got five seconds rest for uh, each hundred. But because of the pace we were swimming at, we basically did it off like a one minute 20 turnaround. I was mm-hmm. swimming behind someone who's like a decent swimmer, which is why the paces were a bit better. But still, normally in the past, I probably wouldn't have been able to do the whole set at that pace. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was like 115 pace. And then we did the last 200 in 225. But it was all off short rest. So like but 40 seconds after an 800, 30 after a six, 20 after a four then the 200 and free 300s at 115 pace. So for me, that was like really, I was really pleased with that. Yeah, you don't need to convince me. It's an awesome time. That's the best times I've ever hit, that is. And it felt good as well. Like I wasn't even like out, like struggling. So um, my highs and lows of the week. If you I, had I, to think of a high, if you really had to struggle to find a high, what would it be? Because you were saying you haven't got any this week. But you, um, if you had, what's your highest high? What's the highest of highs that you've got? The highest of highs is actually that on the second Christmas day, I uh, I drank like shitloads like with a with the whole family, and we started doing this game thirty seconds, and I had loads of uh, shots of limoncello and all that. And the next day, I felt like all right, I didn't have a uh, hangover, so I was like, whew, little boy can still do it." It's uh, you've got a nice high coming after this podcast, haven't you? As well, because half eight, isn't it? It's eight thirty p.m. where you are currently, isn't it? About that, yeah. and you've still got to go for a run. You said so. He's going to be another night. It's going to be another night night crawl around the around the hay. <laughs> exactly, trade in the dark, shine in the light. Um... <laughs> it's what you do in the dark, mate, that makes you shine in the light. <laughs> Even our mate knows that from last week. <laughs> you don't need to convince me. I'm uh, I'm all over that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, loads of the week. I've got so many. They've all got to do with swimming. Uh, first law of the week, of course, miss my kids. They, the kids uh, in, in the pool, they bring uh, consistency, great sets, joy in the swimming. I've been missing them. The pools are still shut in the Netherlands. There's uh, some pools that are open, but there are outdoor, pool, outdoor pools, so that's freezing. There are not any around. So I decided to go over to my parents. So uh, that's pretty close to the German border, so I could go over to uh, some pools in Germany. Are the outdoor um, pools heated or are they non-heated? Yeah, there. Th- some of them are heated. Yeah, well, yeah, they are heated, but still. Oh, well, what's the excuse? Well, come on, guys! Like we ain't got any excuses, eh? Malaga, the sea in Malaga was too cold. The outdoor heated pools are so, too cold. The heated club pool that he swims at is too hot. Pools in Germany I'm, aren't clean enough. I'm swimming. I'm swimming. <laughs> the thing is, if you go to an outdoor pool, for example, if you have a normal pool, it would have six lanes normally. Yeah. But now because it's COVID, they would do like two lanes so it would be a lane would be like two lanes which one of them would be out and the other oh, one would be back you know i so hate that got... I, whenever i swim in a pool like that mate i nearly get chucked out and by the lifeguards because i always get complaints i know you're not swimming right i've seen you swimming in malaga you get yeah. a lot of complaints so you can imagine yeah you, um, you can imagine what i'm like in one of them lanes when it was uh when it's busy i always seem to piss people off it's like i uh, don't even have to try i've just got a great ability to wind people up and i nearly uh, always get booted out the pool I know, I know. So on top of that, on top of the very shit lanes, um, because all the indoor pools are shut, everybody's going to the outdoor pools, which means less lanes, a lot of people. You can't really finish a set. It's crazy. So I decided to go over to my parents so I could swim in Germany. Monday this week, I went over to Germany to that pool. Um, Came there. 
Liverpool was shot, was closed. So I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, first, before I went there, I went to, you had to do a test in Germany. So first I had to do a COVID test. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do a to COVID. Go, where? To go to the pool or to get to, over the yeah, border? Yeah, even if you're vaccinated, you've got all the vaccines, three shots, five shots, six shots, they don't care. You need to have a test and a shot. So I went to do this test. Then I went over to the pool. Pool was shot. I was like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm not going home now. I want to get a swim in. So I went even further into Germany. I was almost in like Austria or Poland, you know. But I want to go for a swim because I was really determined to make the front back. So the eight, the eight hour drive was well worth it because he just managed <laughs> yeah. to get in before closing time. We came to a pool. We were there at 12, but it, it opened at one o'clock. So we had to wait another hour. Is this then serious? Pool, is this actually yeah, this, serious? Are you winding this is me serious. up? This, no, this is serious. This is no, no piss take. And I've even got a video of it. So then we went into the pool. This is a 25-meter pool. But then in the middle of the 25-meter pool, they'd have a lane to divide the pool into two pieces. One would be the swimming pool. The other one, the kids' pool. What, so it was like 12 and a half meters? So you couldn't even So it was it. like 12 and a half meters. That made it my. We did a 2K swim set. Every lane, we went like out, under the lane through, to the other side, and then swim back. We were like total triathlete, cocky assholes. But we did a 2K swim set, which every 25 meters you need to dive under a line. It Bloody pissed hell. me right off, but it's uh, it did build some resilience. <laughs> what? That is the most retarded <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I know. Tuesday, another low of the week. Again, it's got to do with swimming. I went back to Germany again. And uh, every day you need to do this COVID test. So I did the COVID test again. I went to the pool because I checked the opening hours on the website and uh, it was open. So I went to the pool. Opening at times changed. The, the times on the website are not correct. So the pool was closed again. They had different times on the door. So I was like, what the hell? Why would you do that? So I was so pissed off. I went home again. Then today I went to the pool again, third time of the week. Is this different pools you're going to all the time as well? No, nah, this is the same one. So now <laughs> I've got the right times. Yeah. I know where to do the COVID test because that COVID test pissed me right off as well because you need to do You have like different apps and all that. It's really complicated. But today I had a great, de a decent swim in, 3.2Ks. I hit some awesome times, whereas I've, I've been struggling for after Malaga with my rip, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bruce it was flying down the trails, weren't <laughs> he? Like Killian Jornet, and then boom, like that was it. He was down. That was all I she wrote. I couldn't swim like properly for two and a half, maybe three weeks. But today I had an awesome swim set. So looking forward to swimming again. Uh, I can swim back in The Hague as of the beginning of January. So I just need to sit this one out just another five days. All those, mate, all those. And I could make up another 10 if I had to. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, like a lot of hassle to get the swimming in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and on top of that, the weather is really shit. It's just rain all day, every really? day. It's great weather. It's really nice over here. It's been like blue skies all the time. Yeah, we've had a I great know. Christmas. Like it's been like fifteen degrees and sunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's why you keep messaging me about that training camp in Girona where you want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, main subject of the week. This week we thought we're going to talk about some uh, like testing. I think uh, Christmas and uh, the starting of January is the time of the year where many people want to set new goals and are starting out with coaches or starting off with like uh, starting a base or doing a lot of testing. So Joe and I are going to start talking through test. The real test is during Christmas with drinks and foods. How much can you eat? How much can you uh, um, yeah, make that uh, glucose, monitor, glucose monitor? Try and kill uh, the damn, try and kill it with carbs. Kill it, kill it with carbs. And then the rumor second... has it that if you eat enough carbs and sweet stuff, they actually fall off your arm. 
Yeah, they start they to just, smoke a little just, bit. They, yeah, then, they start to smoke and they lose their stickiness to you and they're just gone. That's it. You kill yeah, it. They, they can't handle it. We actually were talking about it would be funny to have a competition to see like uh, over Christmas what we should have done to see like how high you can get your number from like eating chocolate. Yeah, that people need to send in their glucose monitor numbers during Christmas yeah. dinner and the one with the like most absurd number would win a prize. But... Like about, we'll give you about, we'll let you win a bar of chocolate or actually like maybe a couple of apples to help you on your detox afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but apple's not going to help. <laughs> something like water flavored water um so this week we're going to talk about tests um Joe so what, and I... what you want to do for your run test to see what kind of run form you're in is a nice 50k run like uh just to see just to see where you're at tempo like try to keep the heart rate 50k stable. 50k tempo run that's a good test and i think if you could do that test without getting really exhausted towards the end that would be up and around close to your ironman pace yeah that would be nice that would be nice. <laughs> uh, now we're going to talk about testing properly. Um, basically, we're going to say give you some alternative kind of tests, which we think are good to do in terms of like seeing where you're at, which will help you for like seventy point threes and Ironmans. Because a lot of people talk about the standard test, like in the pool, they might do like a four hundred or two hundred meter CSS test. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bike, you get your standard twenty minute FTP test. What people say. And then, I mean, the running, it's a bit different. What I mean, what do people normally do on the run? Like a 5K or something like that? There are there are different kinds of things what you could do. So you could do a max heart, max heart rate test uh, in combination. As So if you're doing a test week, for example, max heart rate test, uh, go sit on a treadmill, um, do a run, so warm up, and then a bit faster running, and then all of a sudden ramp that incline right up and keep the pace up and then see what your max heart rate is. That's uh, handy for de- uh, determining what your zones are. And then you could do a speed test. And running speed testing is actually pretty specific as well as actually for the bike because you need to divide things into different groups, uh, to my opinion. So you've got like experienced athletes and you've got like the very beginning athletes. And I think if you're like a beginning triathlete, you want to do a 70.3 and you're starting off somewhere around December, January, you want to do something like between a 2k and a 5k test to see what is a bit if you're doing a 2k test you could do like some sort of max test max speed test whereas if you do a 5k test you could do more of a like a, a tempo test um i think for the run though to be honest the best one to do is something like a 10k or a half marathon yeah but if you're starting out as a as a, as a for example i started doing triathlon in january 2017 and i did my first half distance in may 2017 if I'm starting off a triathlon and I have no clue what I'm doing, you're not going to do a half marathon, Joe. What, what about a 10K, though? Just do a 10K. <laughs> that is shit. Right, just enter a 10K race. Yeah, but loads of people, like when you turn uh, up, you like a 10K, you no. get loads of fatties that get around it. So, like, yeah, you can easily but, do a 10K. But it's, um, it's, it's really hard for them, people. And on top of that, it's not just about cl- completing the 10K, but it's about um, they're but not you... used to the stress on the tendons and all that. You're like, yeah, I guess for that point. More likely to get injured and stuff like that. And I think you just want to start off with... So if you're a beginner beginner triathlete, you want to start off pretty conservative. So you could... Uh, I think the better way is to do a 2K max or a 5K tempo effort. Um, because a 2K max, you could do it... You could pace it pretty well. I guess what could, would be good if you didn't want to do something like a full half marathon would be like you said, if you, if you had an idea of what your max heart rate was, like you did a max heart rate test, and then you could run it, say, like 90% for like 5K to see, mm-hmm. you know, what might be like threshold pace, to see what that is, get an idea of where your threshold, what what pace you run at for your threshold heart rate. And then you'd know over time 
whether or not your threshold is probably improving because ideally the pace would get quicker for the same heart rate. You know, as long as you know your max heart rate. So if you did kind of like a max heart rate test, you know, where you could say run at a pretty hard pace for like five or six minutes and then just try and like hit it hard for the last minute and see how high your heart rate goes and then basically do a 5K at 85, 90% of that, something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be too hard, but just a reasonably high heart rate and you can see what kind of pace you go at and that would be a good idea of a good indication of whether or not you're improving. And if you pace it well, so if you're uh, if you're staying around that 80%, 80 to 85%, the heart rate should actually stay pretty consistent. It would go up maybe a little, but if you don't pace it well, you would go too hard. So, for example, a 5K max effort or stuff like that, you would see your heart rate going and from A to B. With testing, what I've done, which is obviously a bit more experienced, uh, like, or like, you know, like not what a beginner would have, is I've had one of the uh, lactate monitors and then done a bit of a, a step test on the run. Mm-hmm you know, or like taking my lactate at certain paces around the track. So then- how, how does how does that work, lactate testing? Because, um, Joe, I've been into triathlon now for five years. I've never done any lactate testing. And, um, well, I do know what the principles are of it, and I do know what it does. But let's uh, dive into it, and uh, let's explain how you do it. So the idea, ideal situation would be you'd have someone that would do it for you, and they'd have like a, be- a table mm-hmm. set up so it's all neat. And a chair, because the main thing is you want to make sure you get good readings when you do it. Otherwise, the results are like totally useless. And it's mm-hmm. harder to get the good readings than what you think. Like it took me a bit of experience. I did it at university when I was doing sports science. So kind of had a general idea what I'm doing. But basically what I would say, if you wanted to get an idea of your threshold, you could run, say, 800 meters and you start off at like a slower pace. Say, you know, for instance, depend, like for me, I might start off at seven minute mile then I might do another one at say six forty-five, six thirty, six fifteen, six minutes. Six, and and in get, the beginning, the lactate should stay pretty stable because it's yeah, relatively it should, easy. It should yeah, clear. it should stay pretty stable. And yeah. you want to record your heart rate as well at the same time, and you want mm-hmm. to know what your perceived effort is. Um, and basically, after you've done each lactate, if once you've got each result, you write it down, or ideally, someone would write it down for you, and then you carry on. And when you look at your heart rate, and you can get an idea of where your heart rate is, it's really good because you can relate to that in in future and once you get your pay so ideally you want to see i put it i've plotted it on the graph and if you plot it on a graph you can see where it suddenly starts to jump up it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier to see where the lactate turn point is because a lot of people think it's like four millimoles which is genuinely around four millimoles for a lot of people but then some it's personal as well it is a bit personal exactly some people it could be like two and a half three and other people it could be like five and a half you know, or mm-hmm. like mine's actually quite high. Mine's like five and a, I think about five, five and a half, like looking at it because it doesn't really jump up massively until it gets to that, which is actually really high and normally the opposite of what you'd get for an Ironman triathlete. But I use that. So I get a benchmark and then obviously I don't need to test too much. I don't think because once you get a benchmark and you know what the feeling's like and you get an idea of where your heart rates are for that kind of lactate, you can take that for your tempo. So I know that basically I don't need to go above a certain pace to be in the right zone which actually makes the training really easy because you'll be surprised how easy tempo training feels when you're training mm-hmm. in the right zone. There's no, you don't yeah. need to go any quicker. You go the any majority, quicker. Just, the, the majority of people don't really train in the tempo zone. They call something a tempo and they can't really sustain it for 40 yeah, minutes they go up because the they're threshold. probably exactly running at threshold pace. And uh, the thing is, if you're running at threshold, it starts to get pretty hard because you're building up all that lactate. Yeah, and basically all you end up doing is if you do your tempos too hard is you just end up tiring yourself out and you don't get anything extra from it. And it's interesting that now I've done that 50K because the pace what I did the 50K at wasn't much uh, different 
than what I actually do my tempos at, you know, um, when I'm doing them on a, on a Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it obviously shows that I was going at a tempo pace because I could hold it for like, you know, three hours, two and a half, three hours, something like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one way of what I think is the ideal way of doing the test. Once you get the heart rate data, you can use that. And then the pace might change as you get fitter. Um, but the lack, but you your heart rate should stay roughly around the same. The downside of doing lactate testing is uh, it is pretty expensive. So if you're getting into triathlon, uh, you're probably improving pretty fast. So if you're starting off a triathlon and you start doing lactate tests today, you probably need to do it again in two months, three months. Well, not necessarily because that's where your heart rate comes into it. Because then your heart rate, once you know your heart rate zones, you can kind of get a good idea. It might change a little bit, but that's why you want to get the heart rate. Because once you know your heart rate zones, your heart rate, doesn't really the zones won't change it, it, too much it won't change too much but it but is still, expensive it's two pounds a strip and the actual monitor costs like 400 quid but there might be some coaches out there that could do the test for you or if you went to a lab or something but i mean if you did it every six months that would be like a good benefit you know ideally you know maybe do it at the start of winter and then maybe like after christmas time three times a year would be good and then maybe like at the start of race season or something like that and then once you kind of done it a few times you'll get a general gist and you'll know what the feeling of them intensities feel like. And once you know that feeling, you you bang on, you know, you can, you can pretty much hit it all the time in the right zone. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's what I think is good for the run. Um, that's for, I would say the more experienced athletes. It's that's definitely wanna... more experienced. Yeah. Like you, if you're a novice, there's no point in doing that. You just need exactly. to just get the, get consistent training. It doesn't really matter, but and if you're experienced, it's definitely I, beneficial. I think, especially if you're starting off if, if you're like into it maybe a year or something like that it's more important to get a feel for something for a perceived effort than um really being busy, busy with lactate yeah. testing glucose yeah, monitoring and all that kind of stuff um so that's this is more kind of um for the uh, um more serious kind of athletes um and you would say you would do a half marathon as a test because i find it actually like pretty like loads yeah but test. you wouldn't do a half marathon for in a training thing but you'd enter a half marathon race because you think you want to know your threshold don't you around threshold so like it's the perfect threshold test depending on how quick you are if you're doing it in about an hour and a half i think it's too long but if you're say Mm -hmm. 70 minutes at most (laughs) 75 then i think it's ideally 65 minutes just yeah well ideally (laughs) ideally it would be pretty much bang on an hour that would be ideal but i would say 10k is probably a bit better because i would say if you did a 10k and you yeah. can add a little bit onto your 10k time per mile or per kilometer, you'd pretty much bang on your, your threshold because mm-hmm. basically your threshold is just the pace that you can hold for a sustained period of time. It doesn't necessarily need to be exactly. an hour, but basically something between 40 minutes and basically 75 minutes. If you can hold it for around that, it's pretty much your threshold. So if you're doing your 10k in about 30 minutes and you probably need to add like, I don't know, five, six seconds a K onto that to get your threshold. If you're around 45, 50 minutes, then you could pretty much use that as your threshold pace. And then you can just do the interval, work out how long, how far your intervals will be by what, how long the time takes, you know, to do, to cover that at the right pace. So it depends how, what kind of speed you are, but basically something you can hold for around 50 minutes, really, mm-hmm. that would be ideal. But I mean, you'd want to do it in a race because it's a lot easier to do. If you did it in training, it would be absolutely horrific. And there's no way I'd even do that. Um, but you don't need to do it too much. I never do testing. I literally never do it. The only testing I do is every once in a while would be do a bit of the lactate. But I've got a feel for it. And I think as you get experience, you don't necessarily need to do too mm-hmm. much testing because you get a feel. You're, exactly. I, um, you're, you wouldn't need to do a test every two, three months, um, especially because you'd see if you're improving a little bit. Like you, and, you can notice it. And 
if you're right. racing in the summer and you're doing Ironmans and stuff like that, or half Ironmans, Olympic distance, whatever you're training for, that is kind of your test yeah, anyway. There's you loads know. you can take from that data. Yeah, you take that. You can take that data and use that as your testing. I mean, and also what we've got to think about is if we're training for triathlon, the lack, uh, threshold is really important part of it. But also we want we need the testing to be specific to what you can hold for a seventy point three or what you can hold for an Ironman because that's ideally what we're training at. So like doing say something too short isn't going to be that specific and also a good test might be for instance running off the bike you know if you did like a hard mm -hmm. interval set uh if you did an interval session and how you run at a certain heart rate off the bike you know could be a good test you know if you run off the bike at what you hope to run at for uh, an ironman but your heart rate's at 90 percent max then you know you're not going to do it are you so it doesn't really matter what all the other stuff all the other data you've got is because mm -hmm. it just shows that that's unsustainable in an ironman you need to be economically efficient off the bike as well um anyway uh let's go over to some uh, some bike tests because there are loads of bike tests out there i think uh, one of the most well-known ones is the 20 minute ftp I, test i think that 20 minute test the biggest load of bollocks out there i do i think that's like just totally for triathlon unspecific i don't even think it's specific for your ftp because i think in my head it's basically like getting someone to do a 5k running race and saying this is the pace you'll be able to hold for a half marathon to marathon it's totally different. I know loads of people that can do well, a good 20, but they're shit at an hour. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true, Joe. But um, one of the mistakes, what you're making there then is experience. So the majority of the triathletes that are starting out in the sport or are beginners, they still struggle with pacing. That's what I see with uh, a lot of uh, the boys um, when I check their data, starting off too fast. If you give them, for example, a 30-minute test, 40-minute test, or a five-minute max test into a 20-minute test, they wouldn't be able to do it because it's either um, they don't pace it right and a 20 minute I, then. I is, think you've just got to let them fucking crumble. That's what I do to the people <laughs> who I train with on the track. Like if they go out too hard on the track, I still keep tabs of what their rest is when I'm running around. I know exactly what they're doing. You know, if we're doing it on a certain turnaround time and I'm, I'm while I'm running, I'm thinking he should be going soon. I say, oh, how long rest have you got while I'm running around? And he'll say, oh, you know, I'm about to go. I say, come on, get going, get going. If you blow up, I always think you've just got to, you've got to deal with that and you've got to carry on because otherwise you never learn. If, if, if no, people but, are changing it to you because still, you've got too for, hard. For them people, a 20-minute test is still like really Let them crumble. Long. Let them and, crumble. Yeah but, that, yeah, but it's got to be specific, isn't it? So if it's really long, how are they going to cope in an Ironman if they're worried about a 20-minute test or, you know, a longer test? Um, well, there, of course, you're, you're just in general. But also, the, te yeah, December, but so. the testing doesn't need to be max, though, does it? I think that's the key thing. Like, a lot of people do the testing at a max effort, but I don't necessarily think you need to do it at a max effort to kind of get some data from it. I mean, like, for instance, you can do tempo rides, you know, where you have an eye. If you've got if you've got a bit of experience and you know roughly what your FTP is, like, I know what my FTP is in mm -hmm. the summer and then when I'm in the winter and I start back training, I just get a feel for it. I can see what my heart rate is and I kind of estimate, oh, I've probably lost, you know, say 20 watts and I might be within five watts or so. But I can see when I start doing the tempos as I get fitter, what power, what my heart rate is and what my power is and what my perceived effort is. And I can kind of tell from the training how if I'm improving or if I'm not, you know, like, mm -hmm. and that is almost my test is like, what's my heart rate this week if I'm doing 25 minutes at what I think is roughly around tempo, you know? And I, I, I think you gain a lot of information from that. Um, Sure, that is true, but um, you're training 30 hours a week with many sessions. They're probably training 8 to 10 hours a week, just started out a month. Another, another thing, what could, um, for example, if you wanted to do a 40-minute test or a 30-minute test, it will fucking scare them, mate. They would open that file. They would say, they would see like a 30-minute test. It just came for a long day at work. 
Uh, but it's fun. It it's fun. Out. It's fun. I, no, you see I, what I, you can do. It's, you push yourself to limit. <laughs> it's it's fun, um, mate. A lot of people are in it for a hobby, and uh, so I think the twenty-minute test is all right for the for the but more what are you basic, data? for the more but, more basic kind of athletes. If you've right, got but, more experienced kind of athletes, what is a really good test though? That is an awesome test, and you've done it in the past as well. So you're gonna agree. Four DP. Four DP. Now that, that is, is scary. That. That is this fucking scary I've test. Got, that I've is got horrible. A, I've got a video on YouTube from that one. You should check uh, out his video and it will put you off. That will put you off, a, not a 40-minute test. So it's a five-minute max test. So you're going absolutely Sprint max. first. You've got the sprint first, remember? Yeah, first you've got two little sprints, but that's going to tickle because Ironman's athletes can't really sprint, can they? <laughs> uh, but then you've got a five-minute max effort. That one, if you do it right, almost makes you want to puke. Then you've it's got to be flat like, out. It's actually got to be probably yeah, max. Yeah, probably max, max, max. So you'd be not, you'd know what a bit like your fear to max is. But then um, you've got something like two minutes rest. No, about five minutes. And it tells you to get off the bike and All take right, a walk. That five minutes one. feels like two. And it says, take a walk, take a look, walk. You need it. And then you're doing a 20 minute. So basically you know, the 20 minute test. And then you could see as well, because it's very interesting how your 20 minute data would compare to, for example, the five minute data. Well, and uh, they assume that your 20 minute is what you could hold roughly for an hour because you've completely ruined yourself on the five minute yeah, test. Just done before. it under fatigue. Uh, so I think that test is quite interesting, but it is brutal. And then you have a one-minute test at the end, remember, after the 20, when you yeah. can, to see how you recover and your anaerobic capacity once you've emptied it. Now, yeah. I think that testing is absolutely brilliant. I've done that, and it seems bang on. Like, And the yeah. training sessions that they give you on that as well. I mean, we did that, both of us, before Ironman New Zealand, didn't we? And we had literally yeah. had a break. We had two months of training where we did these software sessions. And within two months, we were hitting peak power outputs. And we both went to New Zealand, smashed it. Like, I won it overall. You yeah. won the age group race. And we, like, we were flying on the bike, weren't we? Um, so that was that was a really grim test. I've done it. Yeah, like that is grim. Like, I absolutely every... hate doing that. Um, yeah, but the so thing I've... is, with them training sessions as well, because you do these tests, they give you training sessions specifically to your strengths and weaknesses, don't they? And it's yeah. like, it gets you on the verge that every time you're doing a training session, you're like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to have to stop. But somehow you just manage to get through, isn't it? It's like they give you just yeah. enough that you can get through, but it, you don't know if you're going to be able to complete it before you do. Horrible. It, it makes me want to do it in January. Yeah, yeah, it makes me want to really. do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, another test, what you could do, what we've all, all uh, also done, uh, I think uh, you said I should have done it. Uh, I should do it as well. What's a 40-minute max test? um i've done it last year or the year before or if that. you've got a 25 mile tt like in something england, like that yeah, yeah, yeah if this... in england we have loads of tt so if you could do something yeah. like that but yeah for something around 40 minutes because i think it's a much closer effort to what your ftp is and i think the data you get from that if you want decent data that's actually going to help you in terms of like what you should do like tempos at sweet spots and thresholds and stuff i think that mm -hmm. doing something like 40 minutes 50 minutes is way more beneficial than 20 minutes. 20 minutes will just tell you what you're good at 20, but I don't think that that data is actually that good for working out your FTP and like working mm -hmm. out tempos. I think it's a bit of a cop-out, to be honest, and it's a bit pointless. Like there's no point really doing it if you're going to do that. Just so, from what I've seen from other people, I just don't really think that that is any, any benefit. So as an Ironman or 70.3 athlete, as the bare minimum, as a beginner or a bit more into it, like you want to, least you want to do is a 20 minute test. Like that's the bare, bare minimum, preferably five minute max into the 20 minute max. Or I think the bare minimum should be the sweet spot for DP because that's the only one I know that gets you decent out, de decent data. Because the thing is, the what you got to think of with the testing is if you're doing it, there's got to be a reason behind doing it. 
So what does mm-hmm. the 20 minute test actually tell you? And how is that going to help you for your training? And what I is don't know really, if it does. If, um, if, for example, if you did the five minute max test, right. And the 20 minute test as well. And they're not, that number is pretty close to each other. You probably need to do some more hard, short efforts on the bike. It just gives you so much uh, more detail. Well, yeah, and that tells you what kind of sessions you need to do to, um, to yeah. improve, doesn't it? But, you know, going back to the 20, what do you think you can gain from doing the 20-minute test that can help you? Like, what Sorry? do you think? So, you know, if you do a 20-minute test, what yeah. do you actually think you can gain from doing it? You know, like, what? so what would you, what do you, how do you think it can actually help you? Because I don't think it actually helps you at all, really, other than knowing how good you are at 20 minutes. Yeah, but the thing is, um, you need to put yourself into the position of a beginner triathlete and they, they don't really know how to well pace something. So if you would give them a five-minute max, so the 4DP test, five-minute max into the 20-minute max, they'll probably start off the five-minute max because they think this is a max effort and they start off at 500 watts whilst their FTP is probably something like 250, you know, they were completely cooking themselves. Yeah, but that's their fault though, isn't and- it, for not doing it? I know. It's nothing they, to do with the testing. That's their own inexperience. It is. It is totally inexperienced. So I think the But then why can't just, you why don't you get them to do it again? Just get them to do it again after they've cocked it up the first time. Or it, yeah, but that's just, not really it, it, it's gonna scar them, it's gonna scare them. Maybe it's believe Can you me, not just look at the data and just assume what they would have held if they paced it right? Because no, otherwise you're like then it's gonna be total guesswork, isn't it? But then is there any point in doing a twenty? Because what does the twenty actually tell you? This how is that gonna actually help you? You're getting them to do a test, but what how is that gonna help you to well, change still, the training? Still uh, a twenty minute max test is still gonna give you some very detailed, great heart rate details, as well as uh twenty minute power output, which could it's but, I, I but don't, I've seen but right? people's like thresholds, what they can hold for an hour up, from what I've seen, check can vary so much. So that means that their tempo yeah, zones true, and but, stuff could but vary now so much. I think you're still thinking about them athletes that are more experienced because these athletes that are doing these 20-minute tests haven't really been riding already for six hours in the weekends and doing right, loads then. of volume during the week. What so- about this then? So if you get them to do a 20 test and they're inexperienced, but then they start training properly, they're going to improve at a rate that their 20-minute data is useless after three weeks. Yeah, probably. And um, then you could do some more specific workouts, for example, longer tempo efforts. So I'd give them, for example, three times 20 minute tempo efforts and you could look at their heart rate. Yeah, and if so- their heart rate, for example, would go down to 145, 150, I know they've been improving lows because that's just under tempo, isn't it? Yeah. So, all right. So basically, the and 20 minute test up- could be a good guide to get a rough idea of uh, your threshold, but you've got to take it like a pinch of salt so, a bit. But- and- if you're an athlete and you're wondering if your coach is paying attention to your zones and to your details, if you're doing tempo work and it's just way too easy and you see your heart rate details are either way too high or way too low, um, the zones aren't correct. And yeah, that's personally how I would uh, gauge whether or not I've improved and what my threshold is, is looking at the heart rate and how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm holding a certain power and like I think back and I think, oh, this feels really easy now. You know, I mean, obviously I've got I've been doing it so long that I can just I'll up it naturally because I know what it should feel like. But then I can look at my heart rate data and see. But also take into account as well, if you are tired, your heart rate can be suppressed. So it can be lower. So you need to think perceived effort, heart rate and power and think yeah, about all especially- three. Towards the end of a training block, um, heart rate could be a bit lower due to fatigue, as well as you could feel a bit uh, uh, more, uh, well, fatigued, of course. But but then after a little, like an off week, like a rest week, it should, the week after, you should feel like flying again. 
basically, to sum it up, we think that if, you, if you're a bit of a pussy and you don't want to do a 4DP test, then just do a 20-minute test. But if you want to get some decent data that can help you a bit more, do a 4DP test on Southwest because it gives you a much more rounded thing. And use some of your data as well. When you do your tempos and stuff, use that heart rate data when you start off doing the tempos to get an idea of what the power is, what the heart rate is, and what the perceived effort is, and use that to see if you're improving over time. So if you're improving and your power's going up for the same heart rate or you're doing the same power and your heart rate's dropping, then it's a pretty good idea that you've probably improved. So use, you know, think about all three. Don't just think about it's all about power and you're just going to stick to that power because you're going to plateau. So if your heart rate's going mm-hmm. down, your power's staying the same, maybe push it a little bit harder, you know, and keep that heart rate as to what it was when you first started doing them kind of efforts. Um, that's what I would say. But yeah, I mean, the testing, I, I think as well, we're doing a good test for the for the bike, for triathlon. So a bit more tri-specific instead of the individual sports is to do something like, so for me, going into an Ironman, I like to do a test about two weeks before where I just ride it an hour and a half at target Ironman power, but I keep it the same. So it's like, I normally do it like around 300 watts for me, which sometimes I'll average higher for an Ironman, sometimes it'll be lower, but I always do this ride 300 to 310 watts, which I know is pretty solid for me for an Ironman. And then I do a run off the bike, 10K to 12K. And I'll run that at about, you know, quicker than Ironman pace. So for me, 540, 550 mile in off the bike. Um, And this bike will always be that speed. And I'll do the run straight away. It's always on the same circuit as well. But I like looking at the heart rate and seeing that. And it's interesting looking over time, how I can see if my heart rate's gone down for that kind of power and the same with the run afterwards and you get a good feel because it's quite close you know it's fair it's it's when you're coming into fitness as well there's not a massive amount you can do before the race but it's a good guide of how your training has been going and it's a test that you can do in the future to see how like you know which is specific to an Ironman or to a 70.3 you know if you're holding decent your ideal Ironman power and you're doing a run off the bike quicker than race pace but not like flat out it gives you a good idea of if, if that Ironman pace is potentially going to be sustainable. Because if you can run eight minutes, eight miles off the bike at, you know, quicker than Ironman pace off a ride where you've done like an hour and a half at Ironman pace, that's a good, I think, quite a good specific mm-hmm. test. It's not going to kill you, but it just, you've got to use the heart rate data, use the power, see how you feel. Summarizing what Joe's means, uh, tempo effort should never be hard. If you're doing something like three times 20 minutes and you're hanging on, it's probably not. A tempo well, I effort. think sometimes they do feel hard if you're fatigued. But you've well, got if you know I think what the, the, power, right, the right word for it is it feels annoying well sometimes like yeah it does feel annoying but sometimes you i, I struggle when i'm doing the tempo efforts but i know that i'm not holding any more power yeah, than it, what i would normally it's, it's a different struggle than threshold reps or vo2 max reps it's um it's more like a concentration struggle of uh, keeping the watts up for example if you're fatigued that keeping that in the tempo zone well, then for example doing three times 20 minutes you start to fade towards the end that's not really uh if you if you're starting to fade around 15 minutes probably went out too hard yeah and i mean if you're fresh and you're doing tempo efforts it is pretty easy isn't it like yeah you know th- like if it's 20, not easy it's just 20 it's just 20 minutes isn't it like 20 minutes of tempo three times 20 minutes it's uh should uh should be doable um, and swimming a good test for a swim i think 1500 meter tt gets your threshold pace like i, I think also, that that's a really good one also this joe is a very <laughs> pro kind of test 1500 meter tt um for people starting out with triathlon they're not really great swimmers. No, I, I think anyone could do that 
Because well, like you see kids that are nine years old, ten years old that are fifteen hundred meter TT. There's no way. Well, I see people... kids in my pool that are they're fifteen years old. They're doing crazy shit, but they're uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more experienced. No, to be honest, some of them even think a two k set is like a huge swim. Stand, they they can't really. Many of them can't even swim in the beginning if they're starting off fifteen hundred meters. Bang, like flat. Uh, yeah, even, but it's even, what like, you're used to, stepping. mate. It's what you're you used know, to. If you get a student to, if you get a student to cook using contact, that, you've lost contact with the with the uh, the beginning, the roots of the sport. Like yeah, but what you got to <laughs> think about in the world. <laughs> it's all about it's all about context. If you get a uni student to to cook a meal, even if I say something like, I don't know, he's got to cook chicken and boil some rice, he's going to be like, bloody hell, how am I going to do that? I've got to use a frying pan to cook the chicken i've got to use a saucepan to do the rice i'm never going to be able to do that that's way too complicated but they just want something to put in the microwave but in their head that's really complicated and they're not experienced enough but it's all about context once they've done no, it like, that's this, easy that was is, that was not a problem there's another thing that comes into this because when i started out in january 2015 uh, 2017 i couldn't even swim 200 meters breaststroke so if you would say to me hey tom um, do a 1500 meter test oh and tomorrow i've got a 40p test for you oh and on thursday you've yeah, got to but- do a 10 to 15k time trial run i'd be like completely overtrained totally fucked uh, nah, i bet rasmus benningson i bet rasmus benningson <laughs> was doing stuff like that in his first year the terminator well, would not have backed if you just said to the terminate you've got to do a 1500 meter tt you just said how many times have i got to do it once twice or three no way the terminator would have said oh 200 meters breaststroke will be enough for me today coach well, um, I think for swimming, you could do different tests. If you're more of an experienced swimmer, yeah, 1,000 meters, 1,500 Well, I'm not TT, experienced. Or, but we're not or, experienced no, swimmers, and we do a 1,500 meters. That's, that's why I'm not doing it to a 1,500, mate. Uh, what, what you could if, do is... If any experienced swimmers want to uh, write into the show and tell us what kind of testing we should be doing, yeah, because, that'd be great. Because we're, right now, we're talking about a subject that we don't have a clue about. <laughs> Uh, but what you could do is some sort of 4DP swim test. So a 200 meter max into a, for example, 800 meter uh, max or a thousand meter max, because that thousand meters will then say you something about um, under fatigue, just the same thing as on the bike. I'll tell you what session looks good that I've seen. I haven't actually done this swim test, but I like, I really like the look of it. And it's what I've seen Sam Long and Lionel Sanders post up where they do a 200 meter max effort. And then it looks like you get about a minute recovery. And then you go mm-hmm. into a thousand meter TT yeah, because yeah, you get, you it. can test. And I think for triathlon, that's so specific because you get the 200 meters, which is almost like your takeout speed. Flat out goes, at the start. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. And then you've got a short recovery, but not mega short, but like fairly short. And then you're going into like, which would be your sustained pace where if you were like, say you missed a pack and you had to hold a decent <laughs> pace or you're struggling in a pack, you know, you're, you're going at that pace because pretty much in every triathlon, I think pretty or- much. You're leading you're, the pack. At you're, that or you're le- yeah, or you're leading the pack, and you're like showing them how it's done. But basically, if you're if you're in a pack and you're holding on, if you last a thousand meters, you're pretty much going to be there. It's going to have to something's going to have to go massively wrong, isn't it, for you to get dropped out? But once out again, I think this is a more of like professional test, or uh, if a more more of a, a experienced athlete. For more of a beginning triathlete, I think 400 meter test is already a good test if you're like getting into it, not having much experience because. A thousand meters flat out and on top of that many of them swimming after work so take into account you get into a lane joe you sw- show up at the swim pool you had a tough day at work you go into that swimming pool 50 other people show up you're going into that lane you've got 500 600 people in that lane 25 meter pool 
and um, you're going to piss some people off. You're going to piss that's what some happens. people yeah. off. I've, yeah, you're, that's what happens to me. You end up getting told off by the lifeguards, told off by the other swimmers. They just... The you need to stop. Tell them, could you back off? I'm in the middle of my test. Coach is not going to be happy. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> tell them you're um, training for some serious... Anyway, that's basically the test. And I mean, I don't know how much of that will have helped you. I hope it has. But like, we kind of just go from one thing to the other, don't we, Tom? Like, <laughs> But what's the next bit? Uh, next bit would be the bullshit buster. Oh, the bullshit buster. So this week, the bullshit buster is... We've got the Chris Froome quad lock. Um, <laughs> because everyone sees it pop Tom up. thinks he's being had. He's seen the Instagram post. He's seen the advertising on it. And Chris Froome is saying about how he uses the quad lock to keep to, you, you know, for his phone to use his training data, record his rides. And Tom's like, I don't believe Chris Froome uses his iPhone as his... Uh, he is charging another two of the France win and all that kind of things. And you think he's on like on his uh, bike with the quad lock, um, riding his bike, playing Tinder, uh, playing in. But in his defense, I don't think so. I don't know, mate. I, I'm in two minds about this because when I've seen him ride a lot, he does like staring down at his stem. And maybe he has, maybe he's got Netflix on or something. He's getting bored, right? You know, he's got his domestics. He's got Camworth. He's probably fetching him some bottles or something. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's got dropped before the final climb. So he's, maybe he's given Cam a ring. Or giving the DS a ring. Is Cam still in the brunch? Like, can you get him back on the front? Now nah, he, yeah. dro- he got dropped two climbs ago. He's just going to cruise it in today. <laughs> or or he's uh, FaceTiming his mom while, while he's on the climbs. So um, let's start off with the reason why I think some people would buy it. Starting off with people that are getting into cycling. Yes, I do get why you would get a quad lock. So this quad lock is a thing. You would mind it, mount it on your bike and you could use your phone to mount it on your bike and then use it as a bike computer. So if yeah, you're starting off with cycling, then you don't want to spend too much money. You get the quad lock and boom, you have a bike computer. But come on, if you're a triathlete, you don't care about the money, do you? You're paying hundreds of thousand euros for races, for coaches, for glucose monitors, and then you would save money on a bike computer and buy a quad lock? Total I feel, bullshit. I feel really hurt about what you're saying, Tom, because I've actually got a quad lock. Yeah, and you're just got look, a quad look, lock guy. You can see it on there, look, on the camera, look, quad lock. I know, I know. And you're like slagging lock. me right off. Like, I, know. Like, I know. I like watching Netflix while I'm riding but the bunch. I know, but the re- I know the reason why you got the quad lock that was for the training camp, so you could bring me up when I got dropped, um, <laughs> and you did use it a couple of times, but it's a bullshit buster, and he's in there for the money. And good on Chris. Because he's just on Team Israel uh, um, um, for cycling. They, sorry? Israel Startup Nation, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Israel Startup. And uh, he's on a really good salary, but it's just not enough. He needs the coin from Quadlock. He needs the coin from Quadlock. Quadlock has his play. The good thing about Quadlock is if you're on Zwift and you need the power-ups and stuff, you get that bad boy on there and you can try and use them. Although when you got what does really piss you off is when you've got sweat dripping on the phone and it won't work and you're trying to use a power-up and someone's using a bloody feather or something dropping you on the fly. <laughs> God, that <laughs> annoys you. I get Remember so angry when I used, There was this one time I was doing a race with Joe and we're doing this uh, uh, Swift oh, race. He's got this and... bloody bonus turbo that gives him about 40 extra watts. And like on Zwift, he's an absolute it's... machine. It's 20. It's 20 watts. Don't, <laughs> don't right, overdo right, it. Keep going. But, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but, then, but then we were on the top of the climb and I used a feather and Joe didn't know what it was. Remember? I knew what then? it was, but I didn't have one. I couldn't do anything and you buggered it off. Like I could see you, like you pulled this, away. He split this was the bunch. Also, 
This was also after Christmas. Joe was a bit heavier. He was something like 94 kilos after Christmas dinner. Yeah, that's my racing have... weight. That's my racing weight, mate. I was about 100. <laughs> he, he didn't have the feather. He was going backwards on so the So we were going up this climb, <laughs> and there's me and Tom, and there's about three other scroats that we didn't know. And yeah. uh, we were there. Basically, it was this horrible route on Zwift that we didn't know how bad it was. So we went up the, <laughs> went up the epic this, climb. This is actually and, a really funny story. Yeah, and I, then it descended. Tom didn't realize we had the climb. The final climb was up the Alpe d'Huez. So it was about a 50 minute grind after you've just been up the epic climb. And they smashed it up there, didn't they? Like I was absolutely I, I went up, up my the ass. epic climb because I saw, all right, epic climb, then the descent. It's only like 12Ks to go. So I'm just going to smash it. So I put in the feather, max effort. Try to, uh, I rode away from me. Joe. I dropped Joe and I was like, oh, I'm in I it. thought, I'm... why are you dropping me for? There's only four and of us left. Like we, we, went... we can work together. And then on the flats, I was like, all right, flat out 11Ks or 12Ks to uh, to the finish. And then all of a sudden, up to Swift. And I saw that thing. I was, what the hell is up to Swift? Because I didn't even know what it was back then. But it was a pretty long climb. And we were like together near the bottom, weren't we? And I could see you on the thing. He was just in front. He was the next person in front of me. So I could see the time gap to him. And I was trying to catch him and I couldn't. And then I think I blew up a bit and then he just pulled away. But he no, dropped. I didn't pull away. I blew up as well because it was in the Did end. You? It was a two two hour race, and I remember yeah. averaging three hundred and twenty five watts. So minus the bonus, it would still be two hundred and ninety five. Absolutely brutal. But yeah, he just he just and indoors pulled the, indoors pulled the feather trick, didn't he, on the final climb? Then bonus watts and a feather. I had no chance. I'm only human, yeah, aren't I? No chance. And, <laughs> and on top of that, it was also a mental <laughs> mental pound in the face. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Froome, awesome quad lock. Um, although triathletes, triathletes don't save money. They're buying Wahoos and all that kind of stuff by computers. Now, let's so, get on to the best bit anyway. The best bit of the week, the Instagram, Instagram post, post. Of the week. So first, before uh, we're going Just clarify this, where we got this from, because we don't want people thinking we're the ones that are scouting exactly. around for this one. <laughs> Someone sent this into our DM. And the question that you're going to ask in two minutes when we're telling the story is the question I had as well. I so will just... give the person a prize who can guess what the answer to this question that Tom is about to tell you. So go on, Tom. Right. Send a, what is the thing so, about? Um, there is a lady in a living room and she is just sitting there. She had a, uh, uh, she actually didn't do much today. She's feeling so energized and she just, she's about to like, I want to get a workout in. I want to get a great workout She goes, workout I'm going to give him a hard workout. She said, didn't she? I'm going to give okay. him a hard workout. So she rings a friend, uh, about 10 seconds later, the doorbell goes and she opens the door and there is Chris. It's Chris and Christine. And Christine says to Chris, like, hey, Chris, um, let's get a great workout. Well, she knows together. he's an Ironman athlete. So if, you, if you're struggling to follow along what's going on, the guy that sent this to us has been searching the porno sites and stuff. But, you know, he's been having a little look and he's <laughs> yeah. came across this porn site. And the video is this woman from a porn site. She's going to give a guy a hard workout. And the bloody guy's got an Iron Man finisher top on. Not even shitting you. He's got an Iron Man finisher top on. And the question we ask is, what Iron Man did he do? And especially, what was his pace on the run? What yeah. watts did he hold? We we want to know what Iron Man this guy has done. Where's the finisher shirt on, from? And on top of that, I had also this question. So these women, she want to get a great workout in. Then she opened the door, and all of a sudden, boom, Iron Man athlete. She knew Little, that she'd got, she'd picked the right she guy for the job. She was literally and vigorously totally fucked because um, she didn't know she was going to have a workout for a couple of hours. Maybe we should end. ask Chris a, what his performance testing is. 
I bet Chris has got. <laughs> I bet Chris has got some. You good must have some, some really specific. <laughs> what's tests. your what's your what's your gym set? What do you do for your gym uh, test, Chris? I bet you've got a really good uh, test that you do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, he must have some pretty specific tests. I think that lady was privily scared. I, I scrolled through the video a little bit towards yeah, the I end. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet did, you did. I did, and I bet you put it on slow mo. <laughs> no, I I put it on fast forward because I had to tell the people. Uh, whether they had the good, great workout in to, uh, towards the end. Indeed, yes, they had a great, awesome workout. Uh, <laughs> still, I couldn't figure out where, where he did the Ironman. He didn't tell it towards the end. So uh, please help us out. We're going to share the link. Um, or we're going to share the photo. We're going to share the photo. And, um, and yeah. we'll share the, yeah, yeah, we'll share the photo from it. You can see. But yeah, Chris gets a great workout in. And if you know Chris, I'm sure he's got some really good tests that he can give you for, to check your performance <laughs> levels. Because this girl knew that she was going to get a good workout from him. So she'd obviously heard yeah. that his watts per kilo are through the roof. <laughs> yeah, and she's seen it personally. Yeah. Uh, um, well, this is, uh, this is it for this week, Joe. It's uh, quarter past nine. And I still need PM. I still need to get a run in. So uh, I've, got, get going. I've got two things to do this week. So I've done my uh, run where I had a go like, and got some comms on it. What I need to do now is I still need to go for the dip in the cold water. So do you as well. Don't think you're getting out of that, true. Tom. True, true, true. This is what I wanted to tell you. And it's a hundred actually... mile ride. No Mulkey. Who follows the show? The one who we said about before yep. you guys have been listening from the start, the one that likes playing WAP on his sponsor announcements. Um, he has been absolutely nailing the test. He's done the 100 mile ride straight away. He's gone dumping, dunking himself into cold water, I think, or he told me he was going to do it. And he's, but he's trying to wimp out of the calm one, I think. He hasn't gone for any really? calms. Yeah, he's a bit of a wimp. I for that. think still it's disappointing, though, how many people did it. I think only something like 10 to 15. So, and remember, there are prizes, guys. Like we have prizes from our sponsors. So you just need to like do the challenge. Uh, I think, I think we should. Uh, extend the challenge till the 5th of January because um, right. some of my sponsors are out of the office and I just want to get some more prizes in. All right, yeah, we're going to extend it to the 5th of January. So basically, when we say the com one, you don't have to get a com. It's not about getting the com. It's just about attempting one. And we basically just want to see a pain face. We just want to see you. Exactly. Like, I Share mean, a video. A funny video. A funny video of you just putting yourself in the hurt locker. Like the one that we posted up on the triathlon mockery of Tom when he was going balls deep up the steep climb. Even if he hadn't got it, it was funny, and we just want to see you having fun, putting yourself mm -hmm. in the hurt locker on a climb. It doesn't even have and to be a Strava comp. The first of January, I am going to do the um, the first of January. I'm going to do the, uh, the the dip. I want to start off the year right. So uh, the Wim Hof I'll challenge. do mine on that. I'll do the Wim Hof challenge then. And basically, what we'll do is when you do the challenges, we're going to write down everyone who's done what challenge. And we'll pick the prizes amongst you know them them people. So basically, if you do the hundred exactly. mile ride, you'll be in the. We'll pick one name from the hundred mile ride, and they'll win a prize. Same for the swim and one. We'll pick someone from that. So basically, if you do all three, you're in. You're entered into three competitions, and Boom, we'll, you're we'll in there. yeah, and we'll pick some numbers. Uh, we'll pick some people out, and we've got at the moment CBD products. We've got like coffee, really nice coffee, like from Newground. Um, got some man cave products and then Tom's going to try and sort some stuff out from some of his sponsors like muck off and some other ones. So we've got you know. the dirty, uh, the dirty or clean tri suit from Tom Osadig. Oh yeah. You can have Tom's skid, Tom's old skid mark tri suit. That's uh, or, or a new a really... one or a brand new one. What, oh. Just what you prefer. They'll probably go for the uh, old one. Someone's always into that. I bet if you put a used tri suit on eBay, you'd probably get more than what it costs new. People go and it's not because he's an, not because he won many Ironmans, but just because, uh, just because it's used. Yeah. People love that. 
It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to do the challenges, and we'll probably see you back next week. See you later, guys. Bye. All right, see you.